are listening to the India Chalo podcast, a platform where we bring travelers from all over the world to talk about their journeys across India, to discuss their trysts, their adventures with the people, the food, the culture, the heritage, and so much more. To give you, our listeners, a sneak peek into what India has to offer for your next trip. Stay tuned. Hello fellow travelers namaste and welcome to a brand new episode of the India Chalo podcast i do realize uh, we have been away for quite some time our last episode was released in uh, october of 2020 but because of the pandemic because of the tough year that was 2021 for everyone i decided to push it out to this year when people have slowly began traveling again So I thought this was the right time to start putting out new episodes and continue the work that I have been doing in bringing these travelers' journeys to life and bringing them on the India Chalo podcast. So super excited that all of you are here. I am your host Rohan. I am the host of the India Chalo podcast, and this is season two. We are coming up with ten new episodes, new travelers, new places, new journeys, and so much more. Right. So I am so excited to have you here. My guest today is Ganesh Raj. Ganesh has been exploring India and the world for the last 15 years and apart from travel wildlife conservation is something that is close to Ganesh's heart. Ganesh cannot imagine his life without travel and it was apparent in how passionate he was in discussing uh, his trip and everything that he did uh, during his trip. and uh, he firmly believes that any trip that one takes leaves a mark and changes people in some way or another and i completely stand by that uh, i took my first solo trip back in 2014 and uh, the way it has shaped me over the years and helped me come out of my comfort zone has been a wonderful experience just to be in that space so completely i completely relate to ganesh and today ganesh talks about the pink city if you haven't get guessed it already it's jaipur but not only that he's also combined jaipur with ranthambhor so we get into the details of uh, what a traveler could do in the pink city and how he could engage and uh, spot a tiger in ranthambhor but we go way beyond that we discuss the culture of jaipur we discuss the food that you could eat we could discuss the helpful people that are in jaipur and ranthambhor and all the things that you could do in these two places over a week or so i hope you enjoy this conversation as much as i enjoyed speaking to ganesh about it without further ado here is ganesh i am here with ganesh rajgopal ganesh welcome to the india chalo podcast super excited to have you here and uh, can't wait to hear all about what you have for us today so welcome ganesh and yeah. uh, might have introduced you in the beginning of the podcast given an introduction to the audience but for those listening uh, can you give your introduction in in brief uh, tell us about where you are right now and uh, tell us about you a little bit more thank you so much uh, it's a pleasure to be here so i'm uh, ganesh i'm in coimbatore at the moment so i have been in the south i was born in south india so i have been here for like last 3 4 years but uh, i have been in rajasthan i have been in um, uh, mumbai for quite a bit so uh, i'm working uh, in international marketing and apart from that i love to travel so you know uh, yeah, blessed to be in india because it allows us uh, gives us so many opportunities to actually explore the land so yeah thank you so much absolutely So uh, what got you into traveling in the first place like tell us about uh, what started that passion for you because 
in our conversation previously you told me that you travel a lot so what actually sparked that and tell us about that first moment that got you into traveling like i would like to say like uh, i was always fascinated by places yeah so uh, like uh, even in school like geography was my kind of my favorite subject so uh, but like the my first travel what i remember would be which i did solo was kind of like in chennai and like we had been to a like a family function or a wedding basically so i had just got around a half a day off so while my relatives were enjoying you know a kind of or uh, getting together and stuff i uh, decided to go to the marina beach and uh, to the crocodile park so i was like everyone in my family thought i'm crazy like <laughs> you know instead of uh, being in the in the wedding but that's how i i uh, it's like kind of my earliest memory which i remember and but my real travel actually started in mumbai when i was there you know with uh, i started trekking and especially the monsoon treks in sayadri that quite famous there and i uh, whenever i used to get time uh, from work and stuff like that so i but that's where i actually started exploring india you know and uh, those was I, if uh, like i would uh, say my first initiation in uh, a good trip of uh, traveling i was when i was in mumbai like around it, it happened around 10 to 15 years back so yeah and once you start doing it like you get hooked it's uh, and uh, as i said already you know in india there are so many places to explore so, so you cannot uh, you know ever be satisfied absolutely very well said and there's there's so much diversity both in number of places and the cultures and things to do so absolutely agree with that uh, what when was your first trip what was the first trip that uh, for you you decided that okay i want to do this a lot more tell us about that first trip and your experience there yeah like uh, my first trip actually was uh, like which i kind of uh, remember uh, very well was uh, in the northeast you know so that was something which was like uh, totally out of uh, what i had experienced ever and i i was like even like when i had gone been to the west of india or the south or even in the north you know uh, it was always like okay we are something familiar but northeast was something which like took me out of my comfort zone the people i met there the culture was like totally different and i was like uh, wow like i didn't even know uh, you know there are so many kinds of uh, these kinds of places and uh, probably one lifetime will not be enough to actually explore all that so i decided kind of you know to like uh, not go on short trips you know like wherever we get time for a week or so i decided like uh, might as well take some breaks you know while i change jobs or take a sabbatical and do it like at a, at, at my own pace so that's where like uh, you know the north is uh, i would like credit and uh, of course to a certain extent ladakh because ladakh the first time when we went was on a very limited uh, itinerary for 15 days and i thought no i have to come back here again you know and then when i uh, went there again for like 3 4 months that's like northeast and ladakh i would say would totally change my perspective on travel and it's always best to do at your own pace rather than just rush through things and uh, you might always miss out on uh, certain stuff so uh, these two places actually changed my perspective on travel uh, absolutely you know uh, totally a sea change before that what i used to do was totally different wonderful i think those are two very diverse places so i'm curious yeah. to know about that but today let's focus on one place um yeah. so ganesh which place are you taking us today to today and uh, yeah. tell us about uh, what why did you decide that particular place uh so uh, today i'm going to talk about like jaipur and ranthambore 
So Jaipur is a place which is really close to my heart. I have stayed there for quite a bit, you know. I did my schooling there. So it's like whenever I go there, it feels like home. It's uh, always like I know the surroundings. I know uh, like inside out how the people there are. So like even uh, like when I have been shifted, like I shifted to Bombay, I shifted to the south. I try to make it a point at least, you know, go to Jaipur once a year or once in two years, you know, just meet my friends and just... Uh, you know, uh, see if there is anything new I can explore. And one thing about Jaipur is, you know, like how much ever you travel there, especially the old city, yeah, when you explore it on foot, you know, you will always find something new. You know, it's a totally uh, a very culturally rich place. You will always find something, you know, uh, new there and like which I would have not seen uh, in my previous trip. And along with that, yeah, like Ranthambur is something which is really dear to my heart. That's the first place I actually first spotted a tiger. Like it's kind of one of my, uh, like, the most important animal for me, like, personally. And, like, I am a bit into wildlife conservation as well. So it's like uh, I have a dream of, like, visiting uh, as many national parks as possible in India. So uh, for Ranthambur, it's really special because that's where I actually spotted the tiger for the first time in my life. And whenever I go to Jaipur, I try to, you know, include that in my uh, trip as well and see if I can, you know, just rekindle the old romance once again. Yeah. Amazing, wonderful. Can't wait to dive deep into that. Uh, yeah. So, Jaipur is often known as a pink city. So, going beyond that, I am excited to hear about what you think is there to explore, you know, apart from the culture, apart from the, all the food and uh, everything else. So, let's dive deep into that. But firstly, tell us about what time of the year is best to visit Jaipur and talk about maybe the ideal time to visit and what was the weather like and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, like, uh, I would say the best time would be something October, November before the peak winter sets in because the winters can be really, uh, you know, single digit temperatures. It can be really cold. So, maybe you can explore a bit during the daytime, but the nights will be really cold for people who are not used to it. So, I would say October, November would be the best time and probably a bit in Feb and March before the real summer kicks in. Even the monsoons, I would say, are really, really special. But uh, unfortunately, Ranthambore will be closed during that time. But if you want to explore just Jaipur, I would say uh, monsoons are a great time, like sometime in August or something, because along with the fourth, you have the greenery which comes in. Like it's not seen during the other months, you know. And so the fourth get a total new perspective. You you get a total new kind of surroundings which you can explore, which you cannot do during the summer and winter time. And like personally, I've been there like in different places, but uh, summers. Would uh, I would say it's uh, kind of uh, avoidable until and unless you don't have any other choice. But like, of course, any time uh, from the monsoon till February is a, is a decent enough time to expose that. That's very interesting because I often uh, the often uh, the the mainstream idea is to go to uh, you know to Jaipur in uh, in the winter months and explore all the possible places because that's probably the peak tourist season to visit so yeah like perspective okay yeah. Uh, yeah. so let's dive deep into an itinerary of what travelers could do in maybe uh two or three days in jaipur and anthambur and let's go through that idea yeah. so, uh, tell us where did you start your journey from uh which city did you travel to jaipur yeah, so ideally, like if in my uh, like uh, kind of uh, if I would like to suggest someone, I would like suggest them around four days in Jaipur minimum okay. and probably a couple of days in Ranthambur. Uh, like you do both the morning and evening safaris to just get a different perspective. I'll, uh, I'll get uh, to the details at a later stage. But like uh, if if you don't have four days, 
So like kind of uh, the forts are a must do, you know, the Amir Fort is quite the most famous one there. So it was kind of the main headquarters for the Rajputs and uh, all the, you know, kings there. And uh, the one thing which you should, you should not miss is along with Amir, you have Nahargad and Jagat forts as well. So basically you do Amir and then you move on to the others and uh, you have the fort walls basically where you can walk. And that gives you a totally, totally different, uh, you know, kind of a perspective of the city, like how it was kind of built to protect Jaipur, how it was built to protect and with the uh, security which they have and uh, the arms which were there. And uh, Jagad has one of the biggest uh, cannons there. So basically, it gives you an idea totally how things would have been back there, like around 300, 400 years back. And uh, if you ha also have time, you should definitely try a hot air ballooning. So it's a kind of a recent phenomena at uh, Amir Fort. So that once you, once you go up, it gives you a total bird's eye view. And that's something which is like totally unique. And uh, in the nighttime, actually, Amir, in the last uh, five, six years, we have actually developed it so well that uh, it is lit up very well at night. And they have the sound and light show where they explore the history and they show it on the fort wall. That is something you should not miss at all. So basically, it, it will take you one day totally at the fort. Okay. And like if uh, and once you go into the second day, you could uh, explore Albert Museum and you could go towards the interiors of the city like Jantar Mantar. You can uh, do the city palace. You can do Hava Mahal. So basically, these are around a simple radius. So all these, uh, you know, all uh, buildings can be explored within a day's time. But if you, if possible, you know, you should kind of try to include one or two to more days so that you could do at your own pace and actually interact with locals because the old cities were really, really uh, like congested, crowded. But that's where you get the culture totally. You know, you could just walk down in the streets. You could just uh, go to certain places, find out a lot more revenues where, you know, uh, each uh, bazaar or each market is uh, like specific to certain kinds of goods you know you can you'll find gold jewelry handicraft bed sheets and all that stuff even if you don't want to buy you would always get these uh, shops which have been open like 60 70 years back and of course the food like rajasthani sweets is like amazing uh, definitely uh, you are going to get a sugar rush uh, each time you visit jaipur so i would say yeah these these are like uh, some things which you can do in three days in jaipur and there are one or two more places uh, close to Jaipur, like Pushkar or, uh, you know, you have uh, Sariska, a tiger reserve there as well. So these are places probably you can do as a day trip. Awesome. Uh, so you talked about a couple of things in the first day. You mentioned a couple of forts, Amir Fort, uh, Nihargar Fort. And Nihargar and Jaigar, yes. Nihargar and Jaigar. And you also yeah. mentioned the fort wall. So the fort wall and the hot air balloon are at Amir Fort, is it? Yeah, uh, they are at Amir Fort, but uh, even when you go to Nahargad and Jagad, basically that was kind of a watchtower to protect Amir Fort, you know, that's the reason how those fort came into being. And uh, so there also you can explore the fort walls. And once uh, probably, you know, uh, like we used to as kids or like not, not as kids, uh, like when we were in school, we used to kind of go to Nahargad just to watch the sunset. You, you get a, a totally different bird view of the city where uh, you could always see the sunset and you can see the city lights coming up. So that is also something if uh, you could take one more day, because if you are going for that at the sunset, you might probably miss the sound and light show at Amir Fort. Like uh, there's a bit of a distance from there. So that is also something which is, uh, you know, quite quite recommended and that's a must do, you know, once you are in kind of uh, Jaipur. And these are like the forts will definitely take a, a whole day of yours, like if you are going into uh, the total exploration path and uh, stuff like that. And now the government has done really well 
like it has actually beautified the space it has made uh, lots of good facilities and it's very very uh, you know traveler friendly now so that's what this, that's, that's yeah. yeah sure so like uh, this this would be what i say uh, like on the places which you can do in jaipur and from there like ranthambore is kind of four hours drive or like three and a half so uh, there i would recommend like to do kind of at least uh, early morning safari if you can uh, like if you have a limited time uh, i would prefer to do a morning safari because the uh, visibility or the and the chances of spotting wildlife is much better in the morning and uh, but there are like the fort is there and there are like a couple of museums there natural history museum and stuff which you can uh, club it in a day you know it it doesn't take more time yeah yeah okay okay that's good so if you do a combination of let's say jaipur and nantambur a traveler could easily do maybe 7 days and comfortably cover you know all aspects of both jaipur yeah. and nantambur and explore it at uh, at leisure so yeah that's absolutely good. yeah so coming to coming to a very important part of what Jai- what makes jaipur jaipur is the food right to mention sweets yeah and tell tell our listeners about uh, what are the offbeat places they could you know visit in jaipur to explore the rajasthani cuisine and and so on so forth and try out ways delicacies along the way yeah so like there has uh, recently opened uh, a place called masala chok so it actually has like five or six kind of uh, you know rajasthan speciality in one place so earlier like if you wanted to have kachori you used to go to one part of the city if you wanted to have dal bati churma you used to go to another uh, kind of a you know restaurant so those kind of things but now masala chak uh, chok has opened which kind of gives you all uh, specialties under one roof so that's a definitely a must do you know a must visit so whenever you are in jaipur like and uh, like kachori is quite famous there like dal kachori pyaaz kachori and stuff so it has been like uh, you have like two or three uh, eat, uh, this kind of rawat the mishan bandas which we call them rawat samrat and kanha so those are like definitely something which you should do then there is a place called lassi wala so uh, they kind of give the lassi in the urban uh, spots so definitely that is also in in the interior of the city so that's also something which one should do and of course there is a, a place called lakshmi mishthan bandar it's a very historical place like it's been there for ages so there the sweets the chaat and the gaver like a speciality of rajasthan that's something which uh, you know you should definitely definitely try so these are all kind of uh, i would say something which is which every person in jaipur would know or like most of the people in jaipur would know but there are like couple of other restaurants which have come up and uh, in rambak palace and itc so those uh, those kind of cuisine you you might not get in other parts of the country you know itc uh, the dal bukhara is quite famous so that is i think available only in jaipur delhi and probably bombay so that is also a must try if you are uh, in jaipur amazing uh, you make me want to go to jaipur immediately after this episode so thank you <laughs> uh, yeah thank you so much yeah, i i also miss about uh, jaipur you know whenever i uh, think of it uh, cuisine i'd like oh my god i sh- maybe if there is a way i could just order some stuff online and just get it delivered here i would definitely be able to do that yeah absolutely and it's very unique to jaipur right it's not uh, yeah. specialization is not really you know available in other uh, other cities of india particularly so we can say because the specialties are very uh, unique to jaipur so that's good to know yes especially the sweets you know like uh, i used to remember when like we used to go for some uh, weddings we never used to miss a chance to go for all these rajasthani weddings so people used to say like more than the food you know uh, they can kind of attribute the success or failure of the wedding uh, by the amount of sweets and the quality of sweets they serve yeah. 
and uh, these people who make the sweets are like who are like come down generations they would have served in uh, their parents you know uh, wedding their grandfather's wedding and stuff like that so that's how we used to decide if the sweets are good the wedding is good you know yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i've heard that too in my in my a part of my family is from rajasthan so i i i do uh, hear that a lot that uh, yeah. success of any event is you know managed by how good the sweets are so, yeah. absolutely Uh, okay, so we've talked about the food. We've talked about the places to visit. But uh, tell us in Ranthambore, what are the options for people to stay, travelers to stay at? And are there hotels? Are there lodges? Or what kind of places can you expect? Yeah, so uh, like uh, in Ranthambore, there are quite a few places. But like uh, more or less, you know, it's going into the uh, in the last few years, I have seen a change of it's going into the medium and high kind of a budget. You know, like of course, like the Oberoi and the Taj would be on the top segment. but there are like of course like a budget friendly option like a rtdc so it's like a castle and it's a really good place to stay because uh, it's of course budget friendly and you kind of get a very very good sunset out of it even the place where they have their cafe and uh, you know where they serve uh, lunch it's like overlooking uh, the entire uh, valley so that's kind of a, a place which uh, i would say a budget friendly uh, person could go to and uh, like more or less now the resorts have actually quite mushroomed a lot in that uh, kind of area so more or less if you're looking for some uh, decent accommodation it would go in the range of like 6000 and above but i think rtdc would be a bit uh, lower than that and yeah there has never been a problem actually finding kind of uh, accommodation there it's just that it has to kind of fit into your budget and the way you want to travel and stuff like that so yeah, yeah so and like a couple of uh, yeah a couple of uh, sorry a uh, couple of places where like you could have decent food also like uh, you could uh, go to asha restaurant and stuff like that where you can get the dal bati churma bajri ki roti and uh, lassun ki chutney and all that so those are all quite uh, you know budget friendly options which uh, people can look at got it so there are different options available for all budget types you have the hotels you have the lodges and so on so forth yes yes absolutely yeah wonderful so talk about the safari experience in nandapur you mentioned it a bit but can you highlight what what was your experience in the safari and you know how long is it is it a half day thing is it a full day thing uh, talk about that a bit yeah so basically uh, you know uh, since uh, the location of it is near the aravallis and the vindhya uh, mountain ranges basically i, I the forest is so beautiful like even if you are not uh, like looking to spot a tiger or you know the wildlife uh, just for the forest i think uh, a trip it, it makes sense there so uh, like i i guess there are like in the as for the last census around more than 50 tigers there and uh, like i was like my first uh, the time i was intrigued by kind of the tigers which were there was uh, a tiger called machli so she was the one kind of who actually fought off a crocodile you know and maybe i think killed the crocodile so you know that's was when it actually it became into prominence and uh, after that all these uh, tigers kind of have been given a unique name based on any kind of uh, you know uh, the mark they have on their skin or based on any of the things they have done so each uh, tiger story itself is kind of worth uh, you know writing a book about so that's what kind of intrigued me and uh, like luckily for me you know uh, like every time i i have been there i have been able to spot a tiger like it's uh, wow. i i have don't remember any other national park or a sanctuary in india where that has been the case you yeah. know it takes like two three visits to actually be able to do that so first time i went there was we had a evening safari and basically as soon as we entered the park we kind of saw the tiger 
and the second time i morning so like i didn't uh, spot the tiger during the safari but as we were coming out of the gate it was actually close to the main road you know so that's how uh, the tigers are kind of uh, they are so frequent there and even the ranthambore fort the location is absolutely beautiful so it's kind of especially if you go in the evening time with the sunset and everything it's kind of perfect and like uh, for uh, i think the safari they have two options they have a 20 seater and they have the gypsy with seat 6 so basically if you're going as a family that's the best option for you and it would be around in the range of 5000 6000 bucks okay or if you are uh, doing a canter like it would be per person i think it would be 800 900 something like that so if you are going alone you have that option it's not like you have to kind of all, already uh, book a, a gypsy for that also if you are look, looking to kind of do uh, like a half day tour you have uh, stuff like i think from 10 to 15000 you can hire a, a gypsy and for that uh, all the zones are basically open so basically i think 1 to 6 uh, those are the core zones and kind of the earlier you go or the earlier you book uh, the more uh, possibility of getting a core zone for your visit and uh, i think uh, many of the guides say that zone 4 zone 5 is the best one to kind of spot a tiger and uh, so yeah like a morning safari begins uh, at 6 in summers and 7 uh, at in the evenings uh, in the winter and uh, the afternoon safari begins around 2:33 uh, in that range it goes for 3 to 3 and a half hours so like if a person like uh, is going there for the first time i would definitely recommend if they have time two morning safaris and one evening safari to kind of make sure you are able to spot a tiger like that gives you the best chance if not definitely the morning safari and for this uh, the logic is a bit on the other side like if you go in the summer time because of uh, the uh, you know the water is less and all that so there is a high probability of uh, actually getting to see a tiger in the summer time you know as compared to a winter time where there uh, the kills and everything might be a bit later on yeah so, sure. yeah amazing amazing thanks so much for that so uh, so there's a there's a combination of what you mentioned is jaipur has a lot of history plus food plus all these places uh, that you have to visit but then you also have this uh, trust with nature in ranthambore uh, where you get to see the forts get to see the animals and so on and so forth so it's a good diversity uh, in in one trip so that's great yeah absolutely so uh, talk a bit about so jaipur has a lot of local communities as well you know uh, which are very well established in jaipur so any experience interacting with the people there and how's your experience uh, you know just interacting with the local communities there and tell us a, a bit a bit about that so uh, it's like in rajasthan uh, that kind of a family or like uh, you know uh, the visitor friendliness is a lot more you know where you go like people are very friendly to you even if you're just walking down the street and if you want to inquire they will always be there to help and like uh, many people say that uh, okay in india people smile you know and it's uh, i think a cliche but still in jaipur i kind of believe that's kind of true you know uh, I, i have never had an interaction where you know people like are short tempered or something like they're they're fighting or something they are always ready to help you out and uh, with a smile so we have this concept of uh, in jaipur of like padharosa jimosa and virajosa like it's basically they say like please come or please have food please sit you know so that's the kind of friendliness which they have like and sometimes uh, when you are in a shop or when you are just talking about stuff even if i am not going to buy anything from them you know they will just say okay come just sit you know have tea with us or you know uh, they will uh, ask for a kachori or a samosa so you know those kind of interactions are really possible even today in the old city and uh, like people there are i have found them to be very very friendly and uh, it's uh, basically that 
concept has uh, you know carried through them uh, through generations and uh, uh, yeah but at the same time when you are going to shop you know you have to definitely remember to negotiate you cannot just accept what they say you know that time they definitely want to make their money so like rajasthanis like gujaratis you know kind of have that business mindset yeah. so uh, uh, when you are talking as a customer you have to remember you you cannot trust uh, so much you have to always negotiate that's, yeah, yeah. absolutely okay that's great so ganesh we have talked about talked a lot of places across jaipur across santhipur but if i have to give you a rapid fire round saying that okay uh, tell me the top 3 places that we absolutely should not miss if someone goes there let's say for 4 days or for a week so what yeah. will, what will be the top 3 places of the top top of your head okay like it's a very tough question but like i'll try to uh, do my best so the fourths i would like to combine all the fourths in one so that i if i have a named all the fourths in different you know all my top three will be finished so i would say the fourths and uh, definitely try the hot air ballooning there like it's a recent thing even i have not tried but my friends have and they say it's like amazing so that's something uh, which uh, needs to be done and uh, then i think chokidhani is something which i forgot earlier like chokidhani is uh, kind of having that kind of a, a village kind of a setup and which where they showcase the rajasthani culture a bit and they serve the rajasthani cuisine so it's on the outskirts like basically uh, you, it will take you an hour from jaipur to go but that's something which you could mark uh, in the evening and the night time to go there and just learn a bit uh, see the you know puppet show the handicraft there and that and to eat i would say uh, like masala chow uh, has to definitely be to be on uh, on the agenda and of course the museums like the city palace and albert hall that is something which needs to be done to actually understand the history and understand what rajasthan is kind of uh, famous for so i think these three or maybe i i exceeded the limit these four would be kind of the most uh, important things to do there and for ranthambore i would say like the safari like a morning safari is a must must do and if you have time probably visit uh, like uh, you know uh, they have uh, dhunk uh, a place there which is close to uh, ranthambore where they are trying to rehabilitate uh, the exporters who used to kind of uh, kill the wildlife for money and stuff like that so they are trying to rehabilitate them so they have a cafe there they are selling stuff uh, local souvenirs so that would go a bit in helping the local people you know and uh, probably uh, you know kind of keep them on a straight path and help the economy as well so that is something and of course i forgot the uh, rtdc's jumar bawri for the sunset you know that is a must do when you are there in ranthambore wow amazing amazing that that looks like a bucket list of uh, yeah. of uh, you know a dream trip so thank you for that yeah. um sure so a lot of our listeners are actually solo travelers so if you if i were to ask you uh what is the approximate budget a solo traveler should keep in mind if they are visiting jaipur and anthapur for let's say a week what uh, what would your approx figure be so uh, basically if you are kind of doing all the trips uh, like you can always hire bikes and stuff in uh, you know in jaipur so that's not a problem so uh, if you are looking at a hotel accommodation it would be like a budget one should be beginning from 2000 2500 even the rtdc in ranthambore should be in that range you know and so approximately if you say around 10000 for hotel uh, for local uh, you can do by bus you can do by auto and you can do uh, hire your own kind of vehicle and for even for uh, savai madhapur you can take a train or you can take a bus so it's not a problem so i think in the range of if uh, uh, the the biggest expense would be a safari if you start uh, you know doing like 1000 bucks or stuff but uh, both of that if uh, like a rock bottom figure i think it's possible to do it in 30 35000 okay great it's not a problem Great. Okay. Yeah. So, 
any final advice, let's say for someone who's visiting Jaipur and Nandapur for the very first time, what should they keep in mind, um, you know, in terms of safety, in terms of, you know, things that they absolutely should carry, any particular advice for travelers as they keep in mind when they visit, when they visit Jaipur? Uh, so Jaipur and Ranthambore, I have found it to be quite safe. Uh, so it's not a problem even if you explore it at night, you know. Uh, but uh, what I would say is like in Jaipur, at least, you know, in the old city and stuff, it's always better to get lost. You know, you just explore the streets, explore the narrow, you know, all those small, small lanes and see things on your own. And just uh, it's okay to get lost because uh, you will find things which you have never seen in life, probably, or you, were, uh, you rarely see in life. So uh, it's a must do when you are there. And the forts, of course, are like totally out of this world. Like uh, kind of, I would say that's the, that should be the first thing on your itinerary. And the, uh, don't miss out the local food at all. So uh, eat as much as possible street-wise or like even on the, you know, uh, restaurants which are giving their specialty food. And uh, for Ranthambore, of course, like spend as much time as possible, like so that you can increase your chances of actually spotting uh, the tigers. And probably read up a bit more about uh, Jaipur if, if you're like uh, not familiar with, uh, you know, the history of it. So that when you go there, you can actually, uh, you know, it can open your mind and blow your mind, you know, because Jaipur is something which I would say every person in India should definitely, definitely visit. Wonderful. Thanks so much for that. I think you've given a recipe to all our listeners to gain more weight. Uh, you've yeah. <laughs> Yes. Sorry, this episode was not diabetic friendly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Ganesh, thanks so much for coming on to the Hello podcast. This was a wonderful journey that you took us on through your trip to Jaipur and Ranthapur. I am sure our listeners will get a lot of value and insights from listening to you. Uh, before we end the conversation, uh, where can travelers keep up with your adventures? Are you on social media or how can they reach you? In case they have any further questions. Yeah. So basically on Instagram, I am under the handle guns underscore 82, G-U-N-S underscore 82. And on Vix, I am at uh, the Wanderlust Diaries, you know, on Vix.com. So I'm available there. Perfect. So we'll list both these channels on our show notes for this episode. So any listener who wants to talk to Ganesh or just follow his adventures can do so there. Uh, before we end, Ganesh, one more question is, I know we are in the middle of a third wave, but any are you daydreaming about your next trip and tell us about where your next trip is going to be? I know you've traveled pretty much everywhere in any particular place. Uh, yeah. So basically, uh, I, I would def- there are two places which I want to do. Like Ladakh, I have not been there for the last five years. So basically, I was working there with a uh, Snow Leopard Trust, you know, con- uh, for them. So I want to actually take that up for a, uh, three more months. And the Northeast, I want to do like a road trip from Sikkim to Bhutan. So that is something which I definitely do, but I, I don't know when. But yeah, hopefully soon. That sounds really exciting. And we'd love to have you back for another episode to discuss that. Sure, sure. anytime. It's been my pleasure. Anytime you call me, I'll be there. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Ganesh. It was wonderful having you. Thank you so much, Rohan. Look forward to seeing you back here. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. All the best. Bye. If you enjoyed my conversation with Ganesh, do leave us a shout out. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Taskbox and all the other podcasting platforms out there. We are also on Instagram at the rate India Chalo. So do leave us a follow and a message. We love to talk travel all day, online, every day. And we love hearing from travelers across India and the world. 
who have journeyed across India and we love to hear more about your experiences in India. So do reach out. We love to hear from you and stay tuned to the India Solo podcast. We have 10 more episodes lined up for season two and I look forward to seeing you for the next episode. See you.